Welcome to the Heartled Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Abby McGrew, and today I'm going to be chatting with Allie Lay of August Noah. After countless searches and not finding the perfect backpack, Allie decided to follow her curiosity and design the backpack of her dreams, one that merges style, comfort, and sustainability. She spent over two years meticulously designing every aspect of her August Noah backpack and then finally launched in 2021. Each of their backpacks are made from plastic recycled bottles inside and out, and all of the details are tailored to be efficient, functional and also beautiful. They're incredible. And since launching, August Noah has been featured in places like Good Morning America, Who, What, Where, and more. I was so excited to chat with Allie. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how she ended up starting a backpack brand, even though she'd never done it before, what the product development phase looked like going through hundreds of iterations, sticking to her vision when working with manufacturers, making sustainability a priority in their products, and also how she ended up getting featured on Good Morning America is such an amazing opportunity. So there's so much to cover. Let's jump straight into the interview. Ellie, thank you so much for coming on the show, taking the time to, to talk about your brand and share your story. Thank you so much for having me, Abby. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So we always start with an icebreaker so people can get to know you a little bit better. So I'm curious, what was your dream job when you were a kid? I wanted to work in the fashion closet at Vogue. (laughs) Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been a dream of mine, either like through like PR or styling or something like that, but just being surrounded by all of the beautiful couture clothing, I think would have been pretty fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's interesting because, I mean, you are in fashion now. Technically, it's a bit different than than that type of fashion. But yeah, that's amazing. So I'd love to just get straight into the story behind August Noah. You know, what were you doing before you started? And then how did you end up yeah, deciding, you know what, I'm going to create a backpack and, you know, travel accessories, you know, how how did you land on that idea? And then, you know, what, what was kind of the tipping point that made you decide, you know what, I'm going to build this business? Yeah, I so back to like my dream job, I always wanted to be in fashion. So I interned in college, I interned with a fashion company that's based here locally in Chicago. Then I interned for a stylist. And what I realized is I actually maybe like business a little more than fashion, where I wanted a combination of both. So after college, I got a job within digital advertising. And I managed like I was helping with digital strategy for brands like Microsoft, Everlane, Bath and Body Works, Walgreens, McDonald's, Patagonia. And I was fortunate that I was was good at my job and I moved up pretty quickly. But then one day, I think it just hit me. I was like, wait, is this kind of it? Like, I'm just going to continue to like work hard, do my job, like help with brands, activation strategy. But 
I wasn't challenged and it wasn't as fulfilling. And then I was home just at dinner with my family and we started talking about backpacks because my sister was looking for a new backpack. And it just sparked an idea that why isn't there a backpack that's eco-friendly, sustainable, but also comfortable and stylish? So that's kind of where I decided to follow my curiosity. And yeah, and that's how August Snow was born. <laughs> yeah. So what year did you officially start? So we launched in August uh-huh. 2021. We're going to turn two very soon this August. Yeah. But I've had this idea probably for eight years. The dinner conversation, then to not pursuing it, pushing it to the back burner, and then realizing like, if I had this idea for so long, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I can always mm-hmm. go back. If I tried, I failed. I can go back and get another job. It's time. Like, I should just see where this takes me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm curious. I mean, you mentioned, you know, why isn't there an eco-friendly backpack out there? Were there any other specific, like, things that you felt were missing in a lot of the backpack options because my husband and I travel. We currently live abroad. I know I have <laughs> like my list of, you know, things that I have wished, you know, I've tried lots of different backpacks, like photog- backpacks for photographers thinking like that was going to be better designed and like have what I needed, but then it was so heavy. And I know, I know I have thing complaints, <laughs> but I'm curious what were things that you specifically felt were like missing and you wanted to include in your product? Yeah, I'll jump into kind of the things that I thought were missing from the traditional backpacks. But I also love to hear your criteria because, as you know, as a business owner, you're always looking for ways to improve and grow and get better. So mm-hmm. and I feel I you have great taste and I love to get your feedback as well. <laughs> yeah. But jumping into it, I think a couple of things like you pointed out really comfortable on your back. I have scoliosis. I've had it ever since I was a kid. It's just something that I've lived with basically at this point in my life. And I wasn't able to find something that was like stylish, but also comfortable. So that's important. Obviously style. I've always loved fashion. I love creativity. And I felt like backpacks were just kind of like not cute. It's like a few- <laughs> brands like when I had this idea it was basically like Jansport North Face and I think the coolest backpack that back in the day was Herschel and that was more geared towards guys I feel like Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit different demo and another really important component I felt like that was missing from all the backpacks even today I think it's still something that competitors are not doing it's a really large water bottle holder Mm. I feel like I, here, I'll show you. I'm drinking water now as we speak, but this water bottle isn't too big. I usually have the really big Stanley or the really big hydro flask. And that has always been a challenge. You can't fit Mm -hmm. into a backpack. And like, what's the point of carrying a backpack if it can't hold all my essentials, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not carrying a backpack for aesthetic or like a fashion accessory I'm carrying it out of practicality so I wanted to be as elevated stylistically 
but also very, very practical where it makes my life easier. So yeah, those were my big criteria, comfort, style, and water bottle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then lastly, just pockets and compartments. I think not too many pockets where it's overwhelming. You end up not using anything where you can't find what you're looking for, but also Mm -hmm. the right amount of pockets where you knew exactly where you will place all your items. Maybe it's like the inner OCD in me that I needed to know where everything goes, like, but not being overwhelmed. It's like, oh, it could be in this pocket. It could be here. It could be there, you know, where it's just like one giant, like empty bag and you just throw everything in there. As we, as women know, like a tote bag, it's like, you never, it's a never ending bag where you don't know where something could be, uh, where you don't know what you can find. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all of those. I feel like for me, since I'm a traveling digital n- nomad, I guess, you know, I'm lugging around not the standard size laptop, but like a the biggest size laptop that I can get, you know, that's always been a pain point for me. I feel like finding bags that will fit the laptop that's my size. I have uh, a bag right now. It's from a brand called Base. I think that's how you pronounce it. I have a bag from there, but like, and it's a big bag, but even still their laptop sleeve was like just a tiny bit too small. And I actually took scissors and like cut the end of it so that I can fit my laptop in it. And I'm hoping it doesn't rip, but that's always been one for me. If you're, (laughs) since you said you're interested in hearing mine, but yeah, and definitely the water bottle stuff. And yeah, just like ease of access, like pockets that are placed in smart places, I think, yeah, is always important. So moving on, I'm curious, what was it like to design this backpack? I mean, you had this idea and you mentioned you'd been thinking about this for years and years. So it's probably, you know, ongoing, just constantly like thinking, oh, I should add this, this and this. But yeah, what was it like to design this product from scratch and something that, you know, you'd never designed something like this before how did you figure out where to even start and just kind of like learning the skills that you needed to design a product yeah like took out a sheet of paper and pencil and just like doodled what I wanted (laughs) I'm an artist like Mm -hmm. uh, I have it in my head and then I just google like how does something work and in fashion in accessories for any kind of product design Basically, you need a tech pack. So I hired, again, using Google, I hired a tech designer to really put together a tech pack for me that included what I envisioned in my mind. And then I Googled and reached out to a ton of manufacturers that I thought were high quality, easy to work with, and willing to take me in. And that's basically the start of the process. It was Mm -hmm. easy, but honestly, this day and age, like Google is your best friend and even TikTok nowadays, I feel like really provides a lot of valuable information if you're looking to launch, grow and connect with any brand. And how many different like iterations of the bag did you go through? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like honestly like 
so many hundreds. I'm like, yeah. Wow. I think that's always interesting because you never really hear that. I mean, of course, you might see some like early sketches and then you see the final design, but you don't really get to hear how many little changes and, you know, hard work went into that. Wow. Yeah. Andrew, I that's amazing. Through, um, I think five manufacturers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because I think at one point, two manufacturers were like, you're asking for too much. Like, we're, we're good. <laughs> you <don't laughs> Because I didn't want to go in with a product that I wasn't proud of. Like if I was going to put it out there into the world, I wanted for me to be proud of. And I'm such a perfectionist that it just like naturally, it just took a long time. And I wanted all the pocket placements, the material, the comfort, the sustainability aspect, the ethical production and the sourcing, all of it to be cohesive and also the people I worked with. I want it to be something where I value them and we can continue to work and grow together long term and they have the capacity to grow and but also patient with me. It was just me at the time. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know went through hundreds of prototypes, different fabric for the the water bottle, the mesh pocket, and the elastic on the top where it was too stretchy, that I didn't hold a small water bottle, where it was too loose, where it wasn't like stretchable enough for like a one liter water bottle to the pocket zipper where it's like I needed to be an inch or like half an inch or a quarter inch bigger so I can fit a credit card onto the pocket and then shifted the passport pocket in a little bit so it's easier when you unzip them from the side when you're wearing the backpack Mm -hmm. and the vegan leather trim inside of the backpack and even like now I know like we're I made hundreds of prototypes it took me two and a half years to really perfect the design to be something I'm proud of but as we're speaking like I already got feedback and we're changing the backpack Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I wanted to be a constantly evolving, growing brand product where like it just gets better over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because I think that that's so helpful for anyone new who's, you know, has a product idea but hasn't started that development process yet if you could go back and tell yourself before you started all of this that you would go through that many iterations and everything you would probably be like okay never mind maybe maybe it's too much you know you just don't realize all of the tiny decisions that have to be made (laughs) to get to that final product I know we have some of our clients who are like currently going through that and you know you try one material and then it doesn't work the way you thought it would so you have to switch there's just a lot of creative problem solving that has to happen yeah definitely it takes a long time I would say the best advice is just to keep going I feel fortunate in a lot of ways that I just went into it blindly Mm. I did what to expect I was like oh how hard could it be like okay Mm -hmm. I know what I like I've always been very like I've always been kind of picky (laughs) so (laughs) I I was like I got this like I know and then like what exactly what you said looking back I'm like wow and that's just like the small design aspect of one 
product, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking about running a business, building relationships, getting your brand out there, doing podcasts, Instagram, TikTok. It's just like a million different things. And every single thing has like a million different components to it. So it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, if I knew all of it, I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I probably would have just like, you know, continue with my digital advertising career that I was really passionate about and I loved it and I learned a lot and I still have best friends to this day that work with me uh, that I used to work with and from those jobs. So yeah, just keep going. Trust that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay bye. So I'd love to talk more about the sustainability side of August Noah and your products. So I know your classic backpack, it's made with recycled plastic bottles. So I'd love to hear more of like, you know, why you wanted to prioritize using recycled materials. And also, I mean, you kind of touched on this a little bit, like trying to find the right manufacturer. I feel like whenever people are prioritizing sustainability, that can be a big challenge in the beginning to find someone who's on board with that and like shares those same values. Yeah, it's super hard. Sustainability, it's definitely the buzzword now. But when I started, maybe like when I started working with manufacturers like five years ago, that was not the norm. Like people were like, you're crazy. It's going to be so expensive. You're so small. It's a self-funded business. You don't like how you have no experience. This is like you're crazy, like insane. We're out. (laughs) I was so picky about everything. I didn't want to sacrifice any component for August Noah. I think at the end of the day, it's just sticking to your vision, but being persistent on your long-term goal. I always knew August Noah was going to be a sustainable, comfortable, and the stylish brand. So those are kind of the core pillars. And I just like, I think maybe I was naive again, just like emailed every single person. I called these manufacturers be like, hey, you don't know me, but my name is Sally Lay. I have this crazy business idea. I would love to just sit with you and just, if you can just give me 10 minutes, like, let me sell you on my vision. And I promise you, like, I would love to grow with you together. Maybe not two years, maybe not in five years, but 10 years and down the road, I promise this will be worthwhile for you and for for both of us. So it's a mutual mm-hmm. relationship. But sustainability, it's really, really important for August Noah. All of our products are made from recycled materials inside and out. A lot of backpacks and products, they say it's made from recycled materials. It's just kind of like the buzzword. Everything, the inside and out, it's made from recycled materials. And if you go on Shop Up or any website, they're probably just the outside. It's made mm-hmm. from materials because like what we discussed earlier, it's a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to be sustainable, but um, really be careful and do your research and look into it. But sustainability is at the core of who we are, even from packaging. All of our tissue paper, it's made from recycled materials. 
our zipper has like the new Bantex. We wrap them in tissue paper that are also recycled and you can recycle them, reuse. So it's eco-friendly. We use our boxes are all made from recycled materials, our thank you cards, our hang tags, like any component we can incorporate <laughs> into from sustainability perspective, we do our best to do that. But that being said, I want to be 100% transparent with everyone. Like we're not perfect and we're always looking for ways to be better. So if there are ways that any of your listeners, viewers know that can help us and be better, please let us know. I'm all ears and open to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because for this podcast, we're talking to quite a few people who are prioritizing sustainability in different ways. And yeah, that's kind of the common theme across all of them is everyone's doing their best and always open to like improve. But like you said, it it can be expensive to do that, especially in the beginning. So I think it's good to kind of normalize that it's an ongoing like process of, you know, doing what you can <laughs> for now, but also like planning that in the future, whenever we're capable, we'll do even better. And I love that you touched on how you approached some of those manufacturers because yeah that's similar to kind of what I've heard from from others that they said these are our standards that that we want to create these products by and they're like yeah no you don't want to do that because it's way too expensive this isn't going to work and I can't imagine how (laughs) difficult that would be to just be met with that response and I'm sure could you know, bring up some like imposter syndrome or something thinking like, well, they know better than me, you know, I'm just getting started. (laughs) But I think that consumers, the way that they think when going shopping for things are changing. And how you touched on you kind of framed it as like, maybe not immediately, but like, this is where the market's heading. And this is going to benefit both of us. I think that that's smart to come prepared with that argument. And now I think it's clear that more and more people are looking for those values in companies. Yeah, definitely. I I would agree. I think when you tell people, oh, this backpack, it's made from 30 recycled plastic bottle where the mini Noah we have, it's made from seven. People are like, oh, that's really cool. And I'm like, you feel free to touch it, try it. You know, and they're like, oh, like, yeah, now I'm curious. It feels just like a backpack. It's like a really, it's a great conversation starter to Mm -hmm. begin with. But also I think when people are purchasing something, it makes them feel good knowing that they contributed um, in a positive way. So I think that's important. But imposter syndrome, it's something I think I deal with every single day. No matter what stage you're at with your company, with I think anywhere you're at in your career, even if it's corporate, I feel like it's just something that it's been, it's been a challenge. It's been hard. And like you said, when people say no to me, (laughs) even now people still say like, no, they're like, your idea is crazy. You know, (laughs) Uh, I, I mean, I cried so much. Like, 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 I don't know if that's like, you know, it's okay. I think vulnerability, sensitivity, it's a strength, not a weakness. 
but it's definitely a challenge and something I still struggle with and I work with and like even last night I was like oh my god I'm doing a podcast I was like I'm scared (laughs) am I gonna do it like am I gonna like be you know I wanted to make Mm -hmm. sure I kind of bring value to you to your audience and yeah it's Mm nerve-wracking you know I'm sure everyone deals with it in some capacity so I just want woman brand builder like even guys like everyone to know that it's it's very normal and I think you should lean into it but listen to your gut but still push through it's gonna Mm -hmm. gonna work out Um, it's okay to cry (laughs) it's okay to cry every day it's okay to cry multiple times a day you know Mm -hmm. let it out and then you'll feel better (laughs) yeah 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 and my hope with this podcast and and I I think the importance of you know people sharing their stories and peeling back the curtain a little bit on how you know businesses are built it's so inspiring to just kind of realize that a lot of these products that like you really love and are so clever and innovative the person who first came up with it it's not like they had 20 years of experience creating that specific product before, you know, it's because they saw a need and a problem and they thought, okay, I guess I'll figure it out <laughs> and solve it. And of course they had to deal with imposter syndrome, but look what they made happen. I think, yeah, I just think that that's why it's so important to share stories like yours, because like you said, no matter what level of <laughs> success you reach, you're always going to have imposter syndrome. But I think it's kind of comforting to know and just like recognize that the people that you admire, like they were in that same boat at some point and figured it out. So anything's possible, (laughs) you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's hard. It's like no one knows what they're doing, right? Yeah, nobody does. (laughs) And it's not one night, right? It's not an overnight success. It's all Mm -hmm. the sleepless nights constantly thinking how can I make it better what can I do to make what's up here like how I have it in my head and how I see it in my vision but bring it into real life so it's it's incredible and I think it deserves to be shared with more people and even if it inspires one person to follow their passion I think we're doing something right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah so I would love to hear when you think about the future of like lifestyle accessories industry, what are some positive changes that you hope to see in the coming years and maybe changes that you're hoping and currently bringing about yourself with August Noah? That's a good question. (laughs) Uh, Let me think about it. I think it's in our brand ethos. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tie it back to intentionality. I think just being intentional with the brand, like what we design every single zipper, component, like material, product, when it comes out, it's very intentional. And I think that should be something that is more adopted in the fashion industry i think things are ever-changing trends are coming in and out so fast Mm -hmm. and 
intentional. It's something I hope to make bring in an impact and awareness to the industry as a whole, because I think if something that's very intentional, it, it should last you for years and you shouldn't be needing to replace, repurchase constantly. And that it's also being intentional with mother nature and the environment, because then fashion is the second largest source of pollution to the world. So I think it's really important to just being intentional. And also, I think being an intentional shopper, personally, Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, you're constantly looking at trends today, it's the mules, and then tomorrow, it's like the one shoulder, you know, it changes so quickly, it's almost, I find it for myself, it's now harder than ever to keep up with these fashion trends. I just don't know what's cool, what's not. And finally, you find a piece, you're like, oh, this is great. And then it's out. You know, Mm -hmm. I think just being intentional with your purchase and what you're consuming is what I hope people are more aware of. And I hope I bring that with August Noah and my brand and also professionally and also personally. Mm, Yeah. And so from everything that you've accomplished so far as a founder and with the business, what would you say you're the most proud of? I think it would be Good Morning America. It's definitely, it was a crazy day that it's still (laughs) up to this point in my career and just like, it doesn't feel like it's real to see something you dreamt of and worked so hard for so many years to be on national television and good morning America. And then yeah. see the warders come in working so hard to prep for it and then shipping out all those boxes that basically filled the entire UPS truck. Wow. <laughs> it's a very, very surreal feeling. And I still can't believe it to this day. Talk about imposter syndrome. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it happened and I still am like, are you sure that happened? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I will have more of those days. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't know if you mind sharing just because I'm sure people will listen and wonder like, how did you get that opportunity? Like that's, you know, what I went, was that something that you like pursued to try and get, you know, that opportunity by doing, you know, like PR things like that? Or was it just, they found you? Yeah, I, that's a great question. And everything has been just like other people found me for August. Mm -hmm. I've been so fortunate and I'm so grateful for all the opportunities and the press we've gotten, but it's honestly, a lot of it, it's through TikTok, just having a presence, our Instagram. Yeah. So that's, they saw our TikToks and Instagram and then went on our website and thought it would be an interesting partnership. So that's how Mm -hmm. it That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Because yeah, I I think people a lot of times wonder how do brands like get these really cool features on big platforms and thinking like, do I really need to pay someone whose job it is to like, pitch you to those types of things? That's an expensive thing to do. And but it's amazing to know that like, just putting in the effort with your own marketing can also lead to those types of opportunities. 
Yeah, definitely. If you're starting out, I think being lean as possible and just utilize like everything we have access to, which is like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, it's, you'll be surprised like how many opportunities you'll get from that. Mm -hmm. All right. So wrapping everything up, where can people find you? Where can people check out your backpacks and follow along with your journey? You can find us at augustnoah.com to see our website, to take a look and shop, read the reviews. And then our social, it's at the August Noah. So August Noah, it's August. And then Noah, it's N-O-A. Yeah, find us on TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, Instagram. And then my personal, it's Allie Lay. Um, feel free to DM me if you have any questions. I'm happy to help in, in any way possible. Amazing. Well, Allie, thank you so much for your time. I loved learning more about, you know, the the whole process for building up August Noah. And yeah, it was amazing. I'm sure other people are are gonna love it too. Thank you so much for your time and for letting me to share this story. It's funny when I'm in the weeds of like doing all this stuff, sometimes you don't realize like the journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's been really fun to just like look back and think about like all the things that I've done. So yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Heart Led Brand. If you want to follow along on our guest journey, support them, check out everything that they are doing. All of the links will be in our show notes and we will see you again next week for another interview with an amazing, thoughtful founder.